Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of season two of the Troublemakers podcast. We are continuing our conversation from last week related to if Jesus is God, according to scripture. And uh, for this week, we're really going to be exploring the implications of what was shared last week with the idea that, yes, indeed, Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. So if you have not yet heard our episode one for this one, I highly, highly recommend that you go back just one week, listen through that one, then jump into this one. As always, please leave us whatever feedback you have afterwards. I would love to hear your thoughts. And let's get right into this thing. Jesus was trying to showcase to us the way that we can walk in this world as well. Like he was trying to literally demonstrate it for us. And I, I don't know if the average believer is walking in that power or reality. No, the average believer is not, and they should, because when Paul says you receive the Holy Spirit, he literally says, um, who knows the mind of God, but the spirit of God. Then, he, you know, the, you know, the verse where everybody says eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor has it entered to the hearts of man what God has for you. Literally, the next verse says, but we know for we have the spirit of God. Yeah, it's literally the next verse. So we as believers have access to God consciousness to where we don't have to guess and figure it out. The problem is if you're never taught that, then you'll doubt when that God consciousness is speaking to you. And most believers look for um, affirmation or validation from pastors instead of trusting that God is directly in you Mm -hmm. and you can commune with God within yourself. Right. In a similar way to how Jesus did, how Jesus literally demonstrated. Exactly. So Jesus is the prototype. He's one of his kind. Even, you know, how we always say um, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right. Yeah. It's not begotten. You know that it's not begotten. It's not the one son that was born because that's what begotten means. And there's a word for begotten in the Greek. It's the one unique one, the, the only one of his kind. And that's who Jesus was. He was the only one of his kind to teach us how to be like that one. So this is full God consciousness teaching us how to commune with God consciousness. So he's constantly pointing back up, pointing to the father. The son doesn't know, but the father knows, meaning this flesh doesn't know, but the divine knows. Beyond this flesh, there's everything. That's why after he resurrected is when he said, all power has been given. Because the flesh has done everything it was supposed to do to now live for eternity. Mm. That same flesh had to die in order to live forever. So when Jesus said that anyone must, if anyone wants to follow me, they must, you know, pick up his own cross, deny himself, pick up his own cross and follow me. Because Jesus denied himself, picked up his own cross. But he was the leader. So there, somebody is the origin. So if you understand, if you could understand the origin concept, there's a beginning It goes all the way back to John. In the beginning was the word. So we're just following the origin all the way to eternity. That's all we're doing. Mm. And everything Jesus did as a man, we can now do as humans because he paved the way for humans to do these things. That's why he said you could even do greater. I set the bar. You can surpass it. Man. So then... To Rob's point, the the idea of Mary becoming impregnated, right? Yeah. Um, 
so that then is well, and the verse that honestly comes to mind is is where um and I don't even remember where it is. I believe it's Paul writes it, you know, like God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like to me, when I heard when I read and I think I don't even know if it was conversation with you or it was just personal devotion. When I read that, that was when this concept really fully made sense to me. I was like, oh, like the Bible literally says this. Like this, this is just, you know, God consciousness, you know what I'm saying? Reconciling the world to itself. Um, So then what we're really seeing is not necessarily the idea that God impregnated a woman and had a Hercules. It's mm-hmm. God entering humanity Correct. as 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 Christ. Yes. And you have to remember wherever Christ went, the wherever Christ went. So what Christ was doing was touching every part of humanity that needed salvation. I put that in quotes. So he entered the womb. So even from the womb, there's salvation. And he's born, so That's through birth there's salvation, and he grows up. So every 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 realm that Christ touches, there's salvation. Yeah, you know. And he died before he was an old man, but now he lives for eternity. So he's our elder, our big brother. And even the scripture says, "From the foundations of the world." So the whole reason why Adam and Eve didn't die immediately was because God had enough faith in His own work to continue their life. Said, "I'm giving you life on credit." Because I'm going to do something in the world that's in agreement with the spirit. See, and, and so, Rob, I hope you can resonate with this. Everything that's done in the spiritual realm, there is a physical record of what's done in the spiritual realm. So, you know, you do things in the spirit, but all of our rituals are signs and records of what's happening spiritually. You do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. There's a record now. You spit on the ground. There's a record now. You know, you put this type of water in a bottle and you throw it on the altar. There's a record in the flesh. So the idea is to have the mind, body, spirit in agreement. So the salvation was sure on the simple fact that God was going to do it. But the physical realm is bound by time. So the physical record, if you will, had to come at the appropriate time. That would be enough, according to divine design, that will be enough to consider everybody. So go back and read the genealogy. Every everybody is represented. Every when I say everybody, every type of sin is represented, and really all nationalities are represented. When you really read through the genealogy and how they mixed and mingled, mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't a purebred Jew, for lack of a better term. His lineage had a little bit of of, of everyone, including the Egyptians and the Moabites and all of that. They were all in Jesus's lineage. All of that to say that when we got to the point of Christ. There's enough representation for every type of person, at least in theory. There's enough representation of every type of person that his sacrifice would be sufficient for everyone who has come and everyone who will come. So whatever we think we need saving from, we're like, oh, you know, I don't know if God can save me from this. There's someone like you that's in the lineage of Christ. Mm. And he died so that you can be saved. So when it said all sin was put on him, he became sin. That sin may die on the cross. That's what that verse is saying. Everything that makes us fallen humans, Christ took on and died. The divinity cannot die. So when you ask that question, how do you kill God? Divinity cannot die, but the flesh can. And so when we die, when we die, we're dead. But Rob, don't we still live in some realm even after we die? 
Man, that is definitely a possibility. I, I hope. <laughs> you can't, you, we, can't, we can't have ancestor worship if we don't live beyond death. For sure. For you see sure. what I'm saying? And so yeah. that's all it was. It was no different yeah. except that same spirit rose that body from the grave. That, that's the only difference. And that's the promise that would come with us. We will one day take on a physical body. And according to Matthew, it happened before, but we got to believe that by faith. There's no proof of that. But that's the promise of the gospel is we will live in physical form again. We were created to be in physical form. When mm. Adam and Eve was created, they were not supposed to ever die. Mm. So the concept of death is foreign to the intent of God, which is why there's a resurrection to restore God's intent for humanity. And, and, and let me also say this while yeah. I still have a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. There's a verse in Isaiah, because I'm sure we're going to wrap up soon and come back to it because there's a lot. Is it in Isaiah? It's in Isaiah somewhere. I got to find the exact verse. I thought I had it, but I lost it. I should have highlighted it. But it talks about, <laughs> here it is. Um, I'm going to start at verse um, 15. Truth is lacking, and no one turns aside from evil, makes himself a prey. Um, now, the Lord saw, and it was displeasing to, it was displeasing in his sight that there was no justice. And he saw that there was no one. This is the Lord. He saw that there was no one and was amazed that there was not one to intercede. Then his own arm brought salvation to him and his righteousness upheld him. The Lord upheld himself with his righteousness, what Isaiah um, 59 is saying. He, the Lord, put on righteousness like a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself with zeal as a cloak, according to their deeds, so he repaid. And it talks about God pretty much saving people, God being the one, the Most High, Yahweh, before there was a name Jesus, before there was a name Yeshua, you know, um, before there was a name Yahusha, before there was a Messiah, there was a prophecy that God would cloak himself and deliver salvation. Yeah. And so I got more on that, but I'll save it. <laughs> the point is there is scriptural evidence that we could probably go into another time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on your time right now, Jason. Man, I mean, I'm, this conversation is so good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not about to cut it off right now. Um, I mean, I'm just not. <laughs> um, I mean, but perhaps we will have a part two conversation to this as well. But I'm not done with this conversation right now. This is powerful stuff. Um, man, yeah, it's, it's powerful, man. So, and and it, it, it again, it brings me back to the conversations that we had way back when, because I remember mm. we would go back and forth. Because again, to me, my big thing back then was like, well, then who is Jesus praying to? That's what I kept going back and forth with you. And I was like, well, who is he? Why was he praying? You know, um, there was actually a text that you mentioned. There was a, a verse where Jesus says, "I don't pray for for you because you always hear me." I pray for them that they might believe. Yeah. So everything Jesus did was for our example. And that's where the confusion comes, you know? And so it's, it's hard to be, it's hard. And I'm saying it's hard because I wrestle with having to be an example for you to be independent in terms of your spiritual walk without you trying to elevate my flesh because mm -hmm. his flesh was going to leave. He prophesied that my flesh is going to die. I'm going to leave, but you're good because the spirit's going to come on you. And if, and we'll probably deal with this uh, next time we talk, but the, the connection between the Holy Spirit and Jesus, because Jesus is the Holy Spirit is Jesus in, within us. Holy Spirit is Jesus in us. The Holy Spirit is not just 
a third party of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is Jesus in us. That's why Jesus can say, and lo, I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the world or the end of the age, rather. He says that because he'll be with us spiritually as the Holy Spirit. And so because the Holy Spirit is God. And so you see that connection of the one God manifest in three people and not really three people, but three realms. You have God, the father who is distant, transcending. No one can touch him. No one can see him because to fully understand God, you would die. That's what it means. No man can see God and live. Our, our, when you went and you have to do your own research, learn how the brain works. The brain can only see what it can perceive. It can only see what it can perceive. So when you, when you put a certain wavelength in your mind, that you can block your perception pretty much by believing certain things and accept certain things. The brain only receives in terms of what it recognizes, what it perceives. So you have to put something in your mind to see the rest of the world. That's why babies, when they're first born, they can see, but they really can't see because they have no idea what they're looking at. It's through the familiarity that they begin to gain focus on what they're looking at, right? But that's neither here nor there. So the father is the extended God, the God that's too big to understand because that, that part of God exists. The son is not, and I know people about to, whatever, but the son is not just Jesus. The, the son is anytime God manifests in a perceivable way. Mm-hmm. The son is like the zip file of God. <laughs> yeah, come on, keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? The son is a condensed version. The son is like a seed. So the seed is the fullness of the tree, but in condensed form. And as the seed grows, you see more of what was already in the seed. Mm. It doesn't take multiple seeds to grow a big tree. That big tree is one seed manifest to its maturity. Mm. So the sun is a condensed version of the big God that we cannot see. The sun is the God we can handle. So the burning bush is the son of God. Mm. You know, our dreams of the father. When Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. That was in a vision he saw the Lord high and lifted up. That's the son. Because no one can see the Lord and live. He's too big for our perception. So a relatable God wanting to relate with his beings becomes perceivable. That's all the son is. That's why you can't get to the father without going through the son. Because the son is the seed that grows your consciousness. Yeah. And this is why I also say you don't have to be a Christian to interact with the sun, because every spiritual system that has seen God perform has interacted with the sun. Yeah. They just have the name that they gave that interaction. Question. And yeah, go ahead. Because this is where like I often I be struggling because I have these views. But then I have this old orthodox man in me who be like, Pause. <laughs> like, no, no. Like, I, I know there's a number of Christians who will be like in a rage right now about what you're saying Absolutely. because it opens the door for this question here. Yeah. If Jesus is that, then it sounds like there could be a million Jesuses. It you can know be. Oh, can like, be. Like there could be a Jesus that showed up that was like completely different. Like his name was Vishnu. Like for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Name, like, his name could be Fahd Muhammad. Like, and like Jesus was still over here, but like, like that was that. And this one was, Obatala and like mm-hmm. that, like Obatala was like a genuine seed of the most high. You yes. know what I'm saying? And no. like, so like, yes. talk about that. Like, no, you, you said it. Yeah. The only, the only thing that, that Yahusha is that all them are not is the sacrifice. But as mm-hmm. far as God being manifest, all of them, 
all of them can be the one God manifest for this people and for that people and for that Ooh, people. Boy, and that's controversial. Troublemaking. <laughs> we the troublemaking podcast. And so, and so that's why when we talk about evil spirits, it's supposed to be spirits that went against life. So when you observe these other spirits and you see a harmony between what life is, you see a harmony of what righteousness is and what good is, the Western world did a disservice in calling these spirits evil. They're not evil. They are how God showed up, how the Most High showed up for those people. They're not Hebrews, bro. So he's not going to come as Yahweh. You know the name Yahweh comes from the verb that means to be? All Yahweh means is the one that is. Mm. That's all Yahweh means. Now, what does... um? There's another... Uh, there's another um, Orisha, I can't remember his name, but that's what his name means. His name means the one that is, or whatever. So there's many, many of the most high gods, the ones that every every system says, you can't reach that God. That's why we have these mediators, because there's this big one. That's the one who just is. That's Yahweh, that's the Father. They're all the same, just different names, bro. Mm. Mm. And I'm, say, I'm saying it so we can break the colonialism. Right, right. Man, it is. Rob is right though. People are gonna be upset because this is so. This breaks um, colonialism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it breaks colonialism. Because that's the only reason we believe different. Had a white man not tell us we was evil, we we would have never thought we were evil. Mm-hmm. This sounds just like West African spiritual. You know what I mean? Like like this this because the idea is that the father what we're essentially saying like the father is a far off yeah like like he he's a bit out of our our reach you know and that's exactly what, what like because they they don't they believe that overrun Odumare is a far off and so we yeah. deal with these manifestations who are a little bit closer to what we got going on that can like help us like like the idea that you don't just get to talk to Bill Gates, you gotta go through the secretary first, and then you gotta talk to the manager and the system. So it's very interesting that it's it's a much more African way of looking at the Bible. And to be honest, it makes me a lot more comfortable. Like the other version, I was like, yo, this just don't make no sense, bro. <laughs> it just, yeah, yeah. Too- and not to say like, I have a lot of questions about what you're saying, uh, some minutia that we can sort through. But obviously, we don't got time for all that. But but this feels a lot more indigenous. Like, you feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only difference is the secretary would be God. You just didn't know it. It's like that undercover boss mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's Jesus. Jesus is the undercover boss. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mixing with the people and then boom, pop up. Hey, look, so I'm about to give you a raise because yeah. I dealt with you and I know your situation. So here I come. So that's kind of what you is the most high dwelling with us. The spirit, the Holy Spirit is the most high dwelling in us. You know what I mean? And so before there was Jesus, Bro. there was always the spirit. Everybody interacted with the spirit of God. Look at Jason's in worship now. <laughs> <laughs> so the spirit is him in us. Emmanuel is God with us. Bro, that's like, <laughs> yeah. And that's what the scriptures are saying. If we remove the colonial barriers, mm-hmm. you can see it more clearly. They've been saying his name will be Yahusha. We say Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, some say Yeshua. His name will be Yahusha, Yahoo. Yahoo, uh, in the Latin letters, Y-A-U-H-U, Yahoo, short for Yahuwah or Yahweh. Then Sha, S-H-A, means deliverance. 
Mm. Yahweh's deliverance. His name will be Yahuwah, for he will deliver the world from their sins. <laughs> for you shall call his name Emmanuel, right. God with us. Right. The scriptures is telling you everything about who this man is. Yo. <laughs> Yo. And I will say, when I first heard this part of this concept, this was the harder part for me to digest because, you know, it is like, you know, Christianity does kind of function like a gang sometimes. And it's like, you know, like this, this kind of goes against our code. Like, <laughs> like sometimes it is a gang. <laughs> but that's why Paul, when he saw the, the altar to the unknown God, he didn't tell them this unknown God is a false God. He didn't even tell them to break down the altar that was next to that altar. Yeah. He just pointed them to Jesus. Yeah. He said, we're just going to continue on with what you got. I got good news. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good gospel, news. right? I got good yeah. news. And let me yeah. tell you about this mystery God that you clearly know about, but you need some more knowledge on. Boom, here yeah. it is. He didn't say, I'll oh, stop all that other. All. He, he never, you don't see that in scripture. Right, right. Yeah. When I started taking my journey, bro, like, I didn't know how to explain it to people, but like, like I, I didn't have the understanding that you have now. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I was just moving off of like a gut relationship with the divine and like how I had learned a process when God was trying to communicate with me. And like God was telling me like, yo, like I'm like, you know, like scripture said, I'm the door, bro. Yep. But like, like you don't, you don't go to a crib and sit at the doorpost, fam, and just stand there like, like you delivering something, you going to the house. Yep, I, I yep. didn't say I'm the house, I said I'm the door. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, like, he was like, yeah, now nah, it's like mad rooms you could go check out, bro. Yep. Like, it's like a backyard. There's, I got mad bathrooms in here. And he's like, yo, go explore. Like, you got my blessing to go yep. check out other things. Like, those, some of those things are of me and the light, and some of them things ain't. And I'm going to let you know when you're like, nah, don't go in that room. Like, you don't want to go back. That's where the dog at. Like, you don't <laughs> like the Rockwaller behind that door. Like, I know you can't hear him, but he back there. He don't really bark. He just bite. Don't <laughs> open that one. <laughs> but you could definitely go into the summer. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And I, I began learning different cultures. Like, oh, this is not evil. This is like, yo, like, right. why, why? I began, but I didn't have this sort of um more non-colonial understanding. But I did have clearance from God. And so I got to the, like, I got to the point of like just being okay with where God was allowing me to be like, just understanding a bit more of what you're talking to, like just the nature of how this thing operates. It's like walking through the forest, man. Some things that you could eat that'd be very beneficial for you. There's some other things you eat, man. You might drop down, <laughs> look the wrong toad or something. You might, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's just a very interesting, um, very interesting idea. So continue. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of processing. No, good, <laughs> no, I mean, I told y'all before we started, I could, we could go on and on. And so y'all just let me know, but I'll say this, you know, um, if we deal with voodoo, right. Um, uh-oh, Christian's talking about voodoo, right. But, um, we do with voodoo, all of these clans and tribes coming from different parts of, of the continent, when they see a symbol and they have different names, some are similar, some are not, but they honor it similarly. And they now create a new name that will unify the people. Does that mean that they unified those spirits? It was the same spirit. They just called it something different. You mm. see what I'm saying? And so we get distracted by terminology and names. Like when I hear Christians talk about Allah's not God because the Bible says, because the Quran says Allah had no sons. Yeah. It's saying that, 
the divine did not give birth to a child. And if you understood Jesus as the divine in the flesh, the Quran is not against the scriptures. It's trying to help you understand there's not a second God. There's mm-hmm. no third God. Look, there's a verse in Isaiah since we're here. There's another verse, because Isaiah is another really, really powerful book. But Isaiah chapter, let me go to chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43, um, it says, you are my witness, declare the Lord. Not that one. Here it is. Verse, uh, oh, no, no, I have to read that verse. All right, it says, you are my witnesses, declare the Lord. This is Isaiah 43, verse 10. You are my witnesses, declare to the Lord, or Yahweh, and my servant, whom I have chosen so that you may know and believe and understand that I am he before me, there was no God formed and there will be none after me. I, the verse 11, I alone, I am God, or I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. And there is no savior besides me. So now, If Jesus ain't Yahweh, Jesus is a fraud, period. There's no in-between. Jesus is taking the glory of God, and that makes him no better than the Christian Lucifer. Like, we can't, there's no middle ground here. We can work out the nuances, and I believe we should work out the nuances, because in working out the nuances, you find yourself in um, trans- uh, you find yourself elevating into different levels of consciousness as long as it's for understanding and not for debates. Because mm-hmm. my problem with Christianity is they're trying to debate who's right and who's wrong instead of debating for elevation, for higher understanding that benefits us while we live on this earth. The, Jesus being God is only relevant because of how it empowers me to know that God, God is in me, that God died for me, that God didn't have to send a representative. But he came in his for I was worth all of God. Like that does something for me. No. Yes, sir. For me. Yes, sir. And God didn't have to do it because he was like this scripture says, he was God all by himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he didn't need, he doesn't need my worship to be God. He literally did it for my benefit when we talk about god like the old testament god being evil and straight destruction no if we read the full story there was times where he destroyed no question about that but there was more times where he could have destroyed and he did not Mm, mm. he chose not to he allowed them to live he allowed the lineages to continue yeah because at the end of the day the fullness of god's wrath was found at the sacrifice of himself in the flesh his flesh was the only flesh that needed to die for all of us to live. Wow. This is this is good. To news. satisfy who? Himself. Because of divine justice. So let's go there, Rob. Because he this made the rules. Too, yeah. yeah, no, no. God made the rules. The rules was when sin comes, there needs to be death. That was the rules he set up. Mm. Adam and Eve sinned. They were supposed to die. God said, don't worry about it. I'll satisfy my own rules. My intention was for you to live in the first place. But now when I satisfy this, it will never uproar again. Because the thing was, and and we could go back and forth on this, but without choice, God, who is love, sets our relationships up to such a degree that there has to be choice in order to be love. Anything less than choice is rape. If you don't choose me, am I lying? If you don't choose me and I insert myself in you, I'm raping you. 
Yo. Whew, I think I found the sign about for this podcast. But what happens if, what happens if you don't choose me and I chop your head off? If you don't choose me and I and I chop you, oh, if I don't choose you, so then you chop my head off. That's the yeah. thing. When when it comes to the judgment, this is what I do know. When when it comes to the judgment, God knows who's choosing him and who's not. Because mm-hmm. choosing him is not as simple as, oh, that's my girl. Choosing him is literally choosing life. So when you choose life, you choose God. That's why I say the Wiccan is saved. Mm. The Wiccan is it not choosing God. Boy, the, you the, the old orthodox man in me is shaking my boy by the throat something at you. What is this? Get him out of here. But keep going. Keep going. Yo, when you hear the Wiccans talk and they're all about life and, re- and respecting all of life and nurturing all of life, you can't tell me that's satanic. The mm-hmm. devil comes to, according to the scriptures, the devil, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So when someone is talking about life, they're talking about God. That's why we got to break the colonial bondage. More people are choosing life than we think. Christians wanted to make this choosing life and exclude, well, really the, the, the Jews first. If I'm, if I'm completely honest, the Jews first. The Jews was like, we the only one that God loves, right? So they kind of set the tone for Christians to kind of make it all about this small group. But when you really look at what, even what the scriptures say, when Peter says, it's God's will that no one be lost, but that all men be saved. That don't sound like God's trying to create this small little exclusive group. It looks like he's just opening the doors open. So at the point, here's the principle though. If someone is committed to death, mm-hmm. Death becomes an enemy to life. It has to go. And based off of that principle is the same reason why I will say if someone breaks in my house trying to kill my family, they chose that today would be their last day. They made that choice. Yeah. Because had they not chose violence, had they not chose sin against me, they would be good. When you break into my house, you said you you committed suicide. (laughs) So it's essentially like there's a there's a there's a verbal no 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 the verb the verb yeah that's what I was gonna yeah 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 I had to reframe I had to reframe my my like you said it's of the spirit then there's a there's a nat there like and it, it, you know Romans comes to mind but there can be a natural acceptance like yep yep like re- and that's why I've always held that like yo I'm not rejecting Christianity like I, I maintain that this could very well be it like this could be the reality but i'm saying like it it ain't hitting like it used to for me no more there's something more that i it just the way i've understood it i'm like it just don't do it for me i, I don't know how to explain it to you i'm not rejecting everything it just don't resonate with your boy i'm sorry i gotta go see i gotta go look for some other flavors to add to my pot yo you know what Absolutely. i'm saying but like in so but i've always known that like i'm not i'm not lost yes I, like i never felt Lost, like cast it off, like like um, I, yo, somebody called me um, they called me one round apostate, fam. I said, oh snap, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I never felt that in my spirit. Like in my spirit, I knew salvation is more complex yep. than simply like, do you believe upon the name of Jesus Christ? This will be saved. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. No, it has to be more complex because the name ain't even Jesus. That that's the first part. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. so, like, you know, it got to be more. And so I've always I've begun to understood salvation as a more complex process of who you are, you yes. know, um, 
and what you want, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And what you give yourself over to. And yeah. this, and that's again, this is very West African, this kind of war between light and darkness. Like, where yeah. do you lean? Whose side are you leaning on? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. And so, yeah, man. Yeah. And you gotta remember it's a it's a lifestyle of darkness because darkness has its place. Mm-hmm. I know Christians don't want to talk about that, but there's shadows in the light. There, there's a time, <laughs> I'm gonna say it again, I think I better said there's shadows in the light. Darkness has its place mm-hmm. in the light. Mm-hmm. And so this idea that there's never a time to kill, first off, that's not biblical anyway, yeah. but it's not sinful when it's the proper time to kill. Um, it's not sinful when it's a proper time to fight. It's not sinful when, when it's a proper time to take back what was taken from you. Like there is, there is a time where what is considered dark is still justice. Mm-hmm. We call it dark because it's unfavorable to somebody, but they chose that unfavorable fate when they went against life. And justice. The problem that we're facing is is uh, conquerors, wicked people who are trying to convince other people that they're wicked for trying to take back what belonged to them in the first place. The wicked cannot tell the righteous what's righteous. We're never supposed to listen to the testimonies of the wicked. And that's what's been happening among black people in America. We're trying to be righteous by the lens and compass of wicked people. They should never dictate what's righteous to us. Mm. We should be in tune with the Most High enough to be like the Maccabees. That's why those books weren't in the Bible. The Maccabees who said enough is enough. Y'all know about the Maccabean Revolt, right? Yeah. Yeah, but still break it down because okay, okay, I don't yeah, know if our listeners, listeners would have that. Yeah. Okay. So 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 when when uh, almost said it another way, but the spirit caught me, right? So <laughs> when the Greeks came in with this pig and slaughtered a pig in their temple, the Hebrews was like, okay, that's it. We, we, we're going to war now. Now it's war. And the Greeks were more powerful than the Hebrews. But according to the, to, to the Maccabean records, the, the guy, first off, the, the, the Maccabee, he was called the hammer. Like, that's just the type of guy he was. According to the records, they defeated the Greeks in their region. They defeated, they went to war because the Greeks went too far. And they defeated the Greeks in their region. And they had enough oil for one day. And that oil burned for eight days. That could all be legend. The point is, it was through that decision to go to war with the Greeks that they were able to preserve the Hebrew heritage, the Hebrew tradition, and the Hebrew lineage. Had they not chosen war, the Hebrews might have been wiped out completely. Mm. And what I'm saying is they chose war with full confidence that God was on their side. Mm-hmm. They weren't expecting the Greeks to, to justify or, or verify that their war was acceptable. The Greeks chose war when they took it, what the Hebrews believed, too far. When they took it too far to, to disrespecting our temple, the Hebrews said, nah, I'm trying to figure out when are black folk going to accept that things are too far. Yeah. What's the line where oh, we're going to rise up? God, fam. Yo, preach that, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where's the I line? I don't know what to do at this point, fam. <laughs> right, right, seriously. Yo, I think they have to start gunning us down in the street like dogs, like like wholesale, fam. Like, not, like open warfare for us to respond, G. They did Girl. that. I mean, like, a hundred at, at a time, like, mowing us down. Yeah, cause I don't think one of us enough anymore, man. I don't think we see ourselves as a collective enough, man. I don't feel enough of my brother pain, man, to respond. And when one of us do respond that way, we 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 deliver them up to the, yep. to the oppressor, bro. Right. Yep. Yeah. We don't know who Micah X is. Yep. We, don't, we don't get the Micah X name. He ain't no saint. You feel me? Like, none, none of the other cats that, that really went and put the work in after they did us like that, man. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? In fact, we feel like, yo, so that, that's going to get me on my soapbox, bro. So I'm going to go ahead and step off. <laughs> you triggered me right there. <laughs> my bad, bro. But it's just to show the relevancy, you know, when we fully understand that not only is Christ God, because that's a cool fact, but the fact that that God can dwell in us, because that, that's the only thing that really matters. Like the promise of Christ that I'm going to send you my spirit is pretty much the promise. And that spirit is also God. So God dwelling in us is really the whole point. But to get to know what we can do when God is with us, we look at the examples of Jesus. But if we're completely honest, like I said, I believe in the sacrifice of Christ because he did die for the world. The scriptures made it very clear. He didn't die based off of your acceptance of his death. He died, period. And he died for the world period. So that blood is sufficient for everybody and anybody. You don't have to join the church to get access to that blood. That blood is spilt for the world, freely given, freely shall we receive. And so the point is, if we look at Jesus, we can get an example of how we can walk with God in us. But our job is to take that example, model after him, but then allow the spirit in us to continue our growth. We're supposed to out Grow the scriptures. We're supposed to write new scriptures relevant for our time. That's what oh, we're supposed bro, to do. Oh, you talking real spicy <laughs> right now. Amy, man, let's see. You getting kicked out of church. You ain't in no more, bro. That's a fact, man. They finna send you official document, man. That's a fact. <laughs> Listen, I'm just speaking what the scriptures read, man. What you can't quit. Read? You fired. That's what they said. You can't quit. <laughs> We do not accept your resignation. You fired. <laughs> oh, I love it though. This is exactly yo. My spirit has held this as truth, fam. You know what I'm mm. saying? But I, I haven't. I didn't care to like. I'm not gonna go dig up everything for this. This is just what I'm on. And you can follow. You can die. I don't care. This is what I'm doing. But go ahead. I'm with it. I mean, now there's more, bro. Listen, we can we can go on and on. Deuteronomy six four talk about there being one God. I mean, the point is the same. Yeah. Not, it's not three of them. That That's the whole point. It's one of them. And a lot of people, they do disagree with me, Rob. Like, while I'm able to talk about it freely right here, there's so many people who would come up and be like, that's not true, based off of whatever logic and scheme they come from. But at the end of the day, the scriptures, it's clear to me that it's declaring one God. Mm-hmm. It's declaring one God. And Jesus was God and man. Just like how we, you know, are God and man to a degree because the spirit is in us. And we're flesh. The only difference between us and Jesus is that we weren't born as pure God consciousness. And even that could be debated because some will argue that when we're born again, we awaken to the God consciousness that always resided in us. And so it's it, it can go wherever it goes. But when dealing with Jesus as God, mm-hmm. he is God. The blood that he spilled was was sufficient for us. And those of you, I keep saying it over and over again because it's not my place to go into how blood, how blood holds power. But if those of you, if you're really curious, talk to people who use blood in their ceremonies. Ask them why they use the blood. You know what I mean? Our job as believers is to have more power than the pigeon's blood and the chicken's blood and the newborn baby blood. But when we don't know how blood works, we honestly don't know how to utilize that power. Mm. So so two questions I think might be a great way to, to wrap up today's conversation right two questions for you um is the tree also god that's the first question and the second question is then is christianity admitting to a um 
dang, yo, I forgot. What's the word for multiple gods? Oh, poly, uh, um, polytheism. Yeah. Is it, is it admitting to a polytheistic reality? All right. So your first question is, is the tree God? Yeah. And so when I say, when I say a polytheistic reality, I know there are some who believe that since they're like, so for, for some, like voodoo would be polytheistic. Correct. I would say it's not polytheistic because it, it, it believes in the one most high God. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And then there's yeah, like right. lesser beings that aren't God, right? Correct. And so it's, in that sense, it's monotheistic. Um, in Christianity, though, it, it is it monotheistic proper or is it no. actually polytheism? We just got an issue with polytheism. No, it, it's polytheism. It's not it's not monotheism. You cannot believe in three gods co-equal, co-existing, and then tell me they're one God. What they try to do is that they say it's God in nature, which means the energy is God. And if that's the case, it's just like what you said, then all the systems are monotheism because it is still one divine energy that they're claiming manifesting in multiple forms. And so Christianity shoots himself in the foot in trying to be a judge of other spiritual systems. They shouldn't, all the Christian, so-called Christian is supposed to do is share the gospel of Jesus Christ. All they're supposed to do, all the Christians out there, all you're supposed to do is say, hey, we got some stronger blood. That's all you're supposed to say. We got some stronger blood. So whatever you do in your ritual, take something that represents a higher blood. You don't even have to kill no more. Death is no longer necessary for life. We got better blood. He died and he rose. That's all Christians are supposed to do. All of this, that's sin, and, and that's not of God, and that's not of God. The Spirit of God, like Paul says in Romans 14, the Spirit is supposed to convict us of what to put down and what to pick up. Mm. Our job is to just be a witness that there's greater blood, that he's risen, that's, and, the, and, and that he's coming again. But that's, that's, that's literally it. Yeah. And we would live that out based on our region, our culture, whatever, like, that we're not supposed to, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're not supposed to tell. We're not supposed to colonize, man. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's the word. Yeah, we're not supposed to colonize the world. That Jesus did not die and rise so that we can colonize the world with this message. Mm. Even what made Jesus powerful, even even what he did. I think we're all educated enough to know. So this is more for the listeners. There were other people who were medicine men who were healing people um, with a word and, and by laying of hands and rising from the dead. It's the way Jesus did it that was catching eyes. Like, yo, you're just speaking a word. By what authority are you able to do that? And he shared it. Yeah. <laughs> he shared the authority yeah, yeah, from heaven. <laughs> simple. It, it's so simple. It's, it's laughable because they didn't want to accept him. And, they, and he didn't even come, you know, we always read it. He didn't come to be known as God. That fact manifests itself through dialogue. But the main purpose wasn't to be known as God. The main purpose is to point us back to God and then to die so that there can be a better blood that we can now utilize. But it wasn't to be known because we were never supposed to idolize the flesh. That includes the body that Jesus walked in. That was never supposed to become an idol, but that's what it, that's what happened. The false image, because he didn't give us a, a, a image that we cannot worship, the, the you know, colonialism created a false image. Yeah, yeah. But we should be more like the Muslims, where they don't have an image that 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 we can worship and say this is God, except the name of God, Allah. You're right. You know what I'm saying? And 
for us, that should be enough. And I'm not saying I'm against symbols and all that. I'm not against that. All I'm saying is none of those things should take the place of the actual God that we're all pointing to. And that's what happened with Christianity. Christianity has become a God. Christians have idolized Christianity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But you had a question, Rob, your first question. I, I didn't remember what it oh, was. Oh, yeah, it's got a tree. It's, it's the tree God as well. It's God in the tree. Oh, okay, okay. You, you're talking about like like, like pantheism. Um, sure. Yeah, the, the, the tree... The tree had divine energy in it. Wherever there is life, there is God. So is the tree alive? Yes, then the tree has God in it. And our people understood you can find God or you can at least, at the very least, find a gateway to the spiritual realm by interacting with this tree. Am I lying? No. Our people understood that. The the, the colonizers couldn't understand that because they didn't understand life force. Life force is God. God, we said God is life. How many times have we read that in the scriptures? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, you can find God in that tree. You can interact with that tree. And all you're doing is creating an avenue for life to speak to you because mm. it's, God is life. When life speaks to you, that's God. So, are you going to worship the bark? Look, look, bro, I, I'm educated enough to know that if someone is worshiping like the bark of the tree or even the metal of the idols, they're lost. They have no idea what they're doing because it was never the material. It was what it represented that they was pointing to, that they was reaching for. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Hmm. So let, this is kind of, this is just my, this is Rob conversation. Welcome to Rob's brain and conversations here. Is the earth superior a superior being to me? Is it possible that, that there is a there is a manifestation of the earth that is something like a humanoid type vibe and that it, it has its own consciousness and its own relationship with the divine? And like like we think we did like the center of the universe, but there's actually these other like trees are like gonna be like the tree in my yard right now gonna be here when I die. That's mm-hmm. a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it like it has a greater memory than you. All that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So talk to me. All right, so I released this course. It's called Restoring Masculinity, shameless plug. Um, I got sign up for that. Thank you for saying that again. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm giving you a little bit of what's going to be Kevin slightly Samuel in the course. 90, y'all. I just want y'all to know, Kevin Samuels, he, he took the course. He said it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. He is joking. Don't make that man sue me because of Rob's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so, and I'm not going to say this in the course, but it's connected to your question. So here's a, here's a little little gem for the listeners. Y'all ready for this? So the earth is our equal. The earth is the feminine principle of the life force. Humankind is the masculine principle of the life force. So we're supposed to look at the earth as a wife or mother or a sister. The earth earth. is equal to us. So where did I get that from? Right. Because I know some people are like, oh, man, he just brings some old stuff, right? No, 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 no. Well, it is ancient, ancient old, but Genesis chapter 2, verse, yep, it is 7. Good God, my memory is sharp, boy. Uh, it says, uh, then God, then the Lord God formed man from the dust, from the ground, right? That word ground, you ready? That word ground mm-hmm. is Adama. Adama, that's the feminine version of Adam. So in the Hebrew language, you add an A-H at the end, it becomes feminine. Adam came from Adama, meaning mankind came from the earth. So 
the, the masculine principle was always birthed from the feminine principle. That's why all the ancient systems worshiped the woman as God and said all life came from the woman because from an energy perspective, all life comes from femininity. All life, including us. God chose the earth because the earth was already feminine by his design or by God's design because he's both man and female or neither, depending on your perspective. So the earth, we are connected. We have... We're supposed to be in sync with the earth, with the vibration of the earth because the earth is our original mother. Yeah. So the earth is our equal. The earth is not superior, but it's equal to us. We're supposed to co-labor. So as we plant seeds, the earth responds to our labor. That that the masculine principle is what does action. The feminine principle is what produces growth. So when we insert, the feminine incubates. It's always been that way. The, the 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 flower that has the seed is the masculine flower. The flower, the part of the flower that accepts the seed is the feminine flower. God took from the earth and formed mankind so that man will always remember they come from feminine. So you can never disrespect the feminine principle, which for our species is represented in the woman. We can never disrespect the woman and claim to love ourselves because we came from that same energy. Mm. When we look at the woman, we should be reminded of our origins. And so just like we tend to the earth, men should tend to their woman. So what I've learned is when you tend to your woman, she restores you with fruit. And so the problem with a lot of relationships is they don't know how to plant seeds in their own woman except to make a baby. When you learn how to actually nurture your woman, she's not a headache. She's a heaven. Mm-hmm. Of course, the course, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the scripture been taught that man came from woman, or, or that masculine came from feminine. Mankind is the mankind is the masculine principle because we're the one that that does the work while the earth, you know, nourishes the, the earth does everything that's feminine. And so we could break that down in another conversation. Or when you take the course, I'll give you the breakdown of how feminine energy and masculine energy works and how it's practical in your life. And that it's not just, you know, abstract thought. And how much is the course, man? Let's put it out there for the people, man, so that we can, you know what I mean? Like The early bird, I'm gonna tell you now, the early bird is $497. Woo! But it's but, good info. And and I have, I have a payment plan. So if you don't have it all at once, you can hop on the payment plan. But the payment plan, um, it's supposed to end April 30th. I'm going to talk to Jay after we're done recording and I might be able to do a promotion coupon for our podcast listeners. Okay. I like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Why not? And they might be able to get it for the early bird price if they use that coupon. I don't see why not. We'll see when this is released and, you know, I'll make that happen. Bless the mm-hmm. Lord, man. Awesome, awesome. Man, it's very interesting how, you know, it, like, it's just, it just, to speak to our conversation, like how God can teach a person through many different means, man, that like I arrived at some of the same truths you arrived at without with just my natural experience. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, you know, leaning towards life, leaning towards death. I, I mean, I've seen that in my, my journey with food, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I look at watermelons different now. You feel me? Like, like, man, this thing is like, this thing was just like just connected to the ground. And it, it, it holds the life force way longer than meat. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it holds life. Whereas meat, man, if you don't catch that joint in a day, you're going to have to freeze it, refrigerate it, salt it, something to keep, to try and keep some semblance 
of the life force in it. But for the most part, man, after that first day, it's pretty much done. You know, and just looking at like, man, are you eating life or are you eating death? You know what I'm saying? You're choosing one every time you consume, you know, and same way with every decision you make. Like, are you choosing life or are you choosing death? And, and, and man, it's very interesting. And it's like and it also speaks, man, it's just it's just the, the, the nuances of salvation, bro. Yeah. And like how. Like, like, bro, I think I'm a good person at my core. But there's certain things about the world that I accept, bro. And mm-hmm. I, so I don't try to be... And it's funny, the Bible says, I don't try to be too good, though. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, I'm not looking to be too good. Fam, listen, bro. <laughs> listen, bro. I Listen, I, I can at times, and in certain situations, be opportunistic. Don't let there be no riot going on in the street, and I walk past the grocery store, and I ain't got no money in my pocket. I'm finna be opportunist, bro. You know what but, I'm saying? But like, listen I, to what you just said, though, bro. And that that's why we got to separate you know, um, true goodness and societal goodness. Mm-hmm. You said you ain't got no money in your pocket, bro. Yeah, like yeah. that context changes everything. For sure. For so sure. in the Hebrew law, it talks about not reaping the corners so that those without money have food. Mm-hmm. What what in the Western society represents that principle? Where with the outdated food. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. They literally, the the Hebrew principles literally keep it connected to the ground so it won't go old. They're getting fresh food for free, bro. Mm. So when I read the first time I read that law, I was like, yo, this is this is not actually talking about not reaping the corners of your field. It's giving a deeper principle about how we've been blessed with wealth and how we treat those who haven't been blessed, whether it was lack of knowledge, lack of opportunity, or even straight oppression. Bro, that's what makes, look, and you're about to make me go down a tangent, but that's what makes this U.S. government wrong because they gave rep- um, um, some type of retribution to the Native Americans. They gave retribution to Japan after bombing them. They're, they're giving money because it's not even retribution to Israel. And I, I would say more, but I don't want us to be considered anti-Semitic. They, they are treating the Africans that they enslaved as if we don't have a right to justice. Thanks. And all America is doing is putting themselves in the way of wrath. And how that wrath comes, whether it be UFOs flying around, whether it be literal brimstone falling, or whether it be the righteous rising up and taking what belongs to them, at some point, the government's going to catch the wrath of their wickedness. And that's godly, bro. That's not wicked. It's good. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the verse. Um, what is, I think it says, um, don't be... Don't be overly good. Why mm. should you suffer? Mm. Um, and don't, well, no, 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 no. What is it? Don't be overly wise. Why should you suffer? But don't be overly foolish. Why should you die before your time? You know what I'm mm. saying? Yeah. So maintaining that balance. Like, I, I appreciate the, 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 um, the balance oftentimes in Old Testament, like, like wisdom teachings. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. 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 Jay, you got any more questions? Man, sorry, I'm trying to sign up for this class, bro. Lawrence <laughs> put a 45 tonight, boy. Yeah, didn't you know that? <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is powerful, okay. man. Man, it's not accepted. I'm gonna have to talk to you offline. For some reason it's not yeah. accepted in my card. But um oh, that's interesting. I'll check be, it out. Yeah, I want to be part of the class though, man, for sure. Definitely. Um listen, this this 
is just the beginning of this conversation, I believe, because we've already seen, and this podcast already is two. This is going to have to be two. This is going to be a part one and part two. And man, we definitely got to have you back to continue the implications of this discussion. I'm here, bro. It's powerful, man. It's just, it's powerful. And I believe that what we're finding is that there are just nuances, like Rob kind of said, there are nuances to salvation and to the gospel that we have lost sight of because of colonialism, because we are, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, at the end of the day, if I do think of Jesus as just Hercules, I don't embrace any part of what he did as relevant to my life outside of just one day I'm gonna go to heaven. Yeah, I'm saying the blood only works to that in my mindset normally you know what i mean like it's just okay well he he was god's sacrifice it was hard for god to do it he had to sacrifice his son and i'm so glad that he did and that's really the extent of it you know we don't often consider everything that you've shared like we've (laughs) we've covered so much from this one question so (laughs) yeah yeah it's a whole lot man i'm grateful for the time and opportunity i hope others who have questions that they would you know, hit me up, man, so that we can dialogue. Cause I, like I said, I've been going through this for years and there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that occurs, but you know, there might be something that I legit never considered. All, all I could say is um, everywhere you see Jesus being a man, it's because he is, mm-hmm. you know, and everywhere you see Jesus being a God, it's because he is. Mm-hmm. And so if you can accept that, you know, it's very similar to like um, me being, uh, a husband and me being a teacher, you know, you're going to read some, and me just being, you know, from Jersey, you're going to read some things about me being from Jersey that had nothing to do with me being a husband or a teacher, solely the Jersey Lawrence. You know what I mean? You're going to read some things about me being a husband that got nothing to do with me being a teacher or from Jersey. And so there, because I am all, I'm not either, or I'm all of it. You're going to find those kind of dynamics you know what i'm saying and we we just have to accept that jesus is more complex than we thought yeah man and i and i feel as if this is this gonna be our last point and then we can sign off because we definitely went way over i'm sorry to use up more of your time but i feel like it was a good conversation and both of y'all like i appreciate y'all's insight like it's it's always so valuable it feels as if then in jesus we do see a manifestation of you know how we always say it's like we see the character of God. Um, and of course, in all the manifestations of God, we see his character. But in Jesus, we really see a phenomenal example of the level of love that God has for humanity. Yes. Because, and especially even what you touched on earlier, like that death was literally for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just like, I'm dying for those of you who love me or those of you who care for me. It's like, it's for all of you, my enemies, everybody. Like this is no greater love than to lay down your life for your friend. Like he, God died for us. Yeah. That's why when when I hear people use that narrative, like what Rob used earlier, if you don't, if you don't obey me, I'm going to kill you. It's not fully accurate because we didn't obey him. He killed himself to be more accurate. And if we die, it's simply because we were an enemy to life. The, 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 the Western church has done a good job in convincing us that if we don't accept their Christianity, then we haven't accepted life. That church is lying. If you are true to life, you don't, you don't ever have to walk into a church building mm. to be right with God. You're already right with God. 
walk in that rightness and let the spirit lead you. And I, and the reason why I say let the spirit lead you, because there's some of you who are listening right now, you feel an urge to be baptized, but you don't want anything to do with Christianity. I get it. Find people like me who will baptize you not into a church, but into right relationship. You feel that urge? You know, if there's a spiritual bath that you want specifically, where you want certain ingredients in your bath, but you just want somebody to administer it to you, I got you. You know what I mean? If you just want to have a conversation, that's what I am for. I'm not here to continue the promotion of colonialism. I want people to walk with a peace of mind, a peace of consciousness, because that's literally what Christ died for. Mm. Literally what he died. He didn't die to establish a Western church. That's not the reason. He died so that we can have peace and consciousness with God. Because mm. if you walk with life, then you won't experience death. Does that make sense? Like if I'm walking with life, then I'll experience more life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. So that all we got to do is invite people to life. If you've accepted life and you've accepted God, there is no beef between you and God. The blood works for you. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I, could, I could get with this, bro. A, a lot of this stuff, I just can't feel no more, bro. Yeah. I just couldn't feel it. It just wasn't. I just couldn't lie to myself that I was resonating with that stuff anymore, fam. I, I stopped going to church at Andrews at some point. Gee, I just like quit going. I think I always tell it. I tell it again, man. Man, when we went from Michael Brown back to, uh, I think the next series was on stewardship. I said, I'm done. I, I can't. <laughs> How I go from Michael Brown, black power fist in the air to stewardship, fam? And yeah. I get there's a time and place for stewardship, but ain't this the time for like the warrior stuff right now? Exactly. Like, ain't that what we, no, no, we done. Okay, all right, we gonna wait for the next. And I was done, fam. I just couldn't rock with it no more, man. And I seen all these. Again, no disrespect, man, but all these, you know, black ministers going and sitting down with these with these white professors, man. But then they can't tell you nothing about their people. They can't tell you nothing for real about history outside of like the Greco-Roman contributions and, and Germany and what they gave to Christian. But you ask them about some black stuff. What's the connection to Egypt, West Africa? What, what did the Egyptians believe? What what did it, they couldn't tell me nothing, man? They had a bunch of outdated, old, terrible information. I was just like, man, what is the value? of this whole system. And I, and I get it. It saved our people. It, it's, it's had, it's, it, it brought us this, thus far, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But man, to me, this sounds like something, I think a lot more black people can, that are, that will consider themselves truly woke and truly searching can really get with above, man, these old Orthodox teachings, man. Man, I think, I think you wanted something, um, Lawrence, man. I, I hope that you're able to, you know, get get bigger and bigger platforms to share what you brought here today, because I think our people need it. I, I, I predicted probably about five, six, seven years ago, eight years ago, that the Christian church was going to begin losing the inner cities to various black religious movements, be it Hebrew Israelites to the voodoo to I was like, yo, y'all, y'all just y'all, y'all not that this is done. It's done. That 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 old guard, that old paradigm. When these old 70, 60, 80-year-old people, that when that's done, it's over with, bro. That's a dub. Ain't nobody really going for that. Only people really going to be going for that. No, let me not say the only people who are going to be going for that because then that's gone. No, I'm just saying I think it's going to lose more and more people, man. And I, so I think I think Lawrence, man, you're low-key the future of Christianity, bro. You know what I mean? Like If it's going to survive the next 100 years, it's going to be something more about along well, the lines of like, what you talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if it does continue to exist, it's going to be in, a, in that super – Catholic sense that old colonial, you know, powerhouse, you know what I mean? But it won't, it, it'll only be a shadow of the former mm. glory, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Yeah. Man, I, I appreciate that, right? Coming from you, that means a lot. So thank you, bro, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and you know, I believe this for a long time too, man. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, he's right. 
he is right. Like, I've been <laughs> everywhere I go. And, yeah, and the thing is, it's like, it's, I've seen it practically as well. Like I've seen people who honestly, Robert, and in some place to where you have been or to where I have been find comfort in like, okay, so there is a pathway for me to believe in this Messiah like this, because I, there's just something wrong. Like as I've just grown spiritually and developed spiritually, I've seen how what Christianity has taught me just does not line up with what my spirit is saying to me. And I have nowhere to put this like, bro, I remember law. You just did the talk on, I think it was like some pastor was talking about how we shouldn't use sage. You remember that? I do. I remember I could, I went on a rampage, but people was following it. It was crazy. (laughs) And I was, was so, so angry at that people, But what you, what you, that video ended up being so life giving for so many people. Like to what Rob is saying, like people who they essentially want to be Christians, honestly, because they're like, I know that there's something in this that is very real, but there's all this stuff that doesn't make sense. And they hear this, and they're like, Oh wait, this is what the Bible really was saying. It reawakens something new, man. So keep doing what you're doing, bro. You have brothers like myself and Rob who are down for the movement and cause as well. Like, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing because I respect, Jason, what you've been doing uh, with Kinetic, with the Trouble Makers podcast. I've been loving it. And, you know, Rob, I always call you our modern day uh, John Henry Clark. I know you hate when I call you that, but uh, you're, you're keeping black history alive bro and and making it even more relevant and you added some swag to it that makes it you know kind of kind of swaggy to learn our history so you keep doing what you're doing too bro for sure for sure yeah indeed yeah. oh and let me plug it up myself man follow me oh, at yeah. robert yeah. allen baby on instagram <laughs> yo i'm a therapist based in Broward county florida if you live within florida and you are looking for mental health services contact me um, if you're outside of Florida, I also have like, life coaching services and things like that, or I might be able to make a recommendation. So that's what I do. I am a mental health therapist, um, uh, you know, and so follow me. If you need some assistance, just let me know. I got you. All right, with that, y'all, thank you for joining us today for the Troublemakers Podcast. Um, Make sure that you're still tuning in for our clubhouses. If you are on Clubhouse, um, make sure you listen to our old episodes. Again, follow all the, um, you know, Lawrence's new podcast. Uh, Check out Rob's Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we love you. (laughs) We'd love to get your questions from this. (laughs) Peace. Peace.